Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And you know, people think huge trauma needs to happen before you can use therapy. But really, you can use therapy to get the tools before something bad happens. Visit betterhelp.com slash mood and learn some new things to help navigate life. This week, I am so excited. I have such an incredible current mood combo for you guys. It absolutely boosted my mood beyond words. She is amazing. Her name is Lily Womble. She is a feminist dating coach and co-founder of Date Brazen. She, her business is absolutely amazing. Her Instagram is amazing. You guys are going to have to check it out after you listen to this current mood combo. We're going to talk all about how to transform dating from a soul-sucking activity to a form of self-care, just how to build a feminist dating life, obviously what that means, and how to prioritize your well-being and find an awesome relationship. And since I am in a relationship, and I'm sure some of you are, I also ask her to kind of take all this wisdom she's teaching us and explaining to us and how we can apply it if we're already in this relationship, right? Like, we want to make sure we're not fucked just because we didn't start dating, like, with all of her awesome wisdom. So don't worry. We have it covered on all fronts. You guys are going to absolutely love Lily. But before that, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week is just that, honestly, I'm in California again. I'm so close to being able to finally see my boyfriend. And I know that's really cheesy and really lame, but I've never been in a long distance relationship before. I'm currently sitting in his closet um, recording this podcast at his parents' house before I can go down and see him. And honestly, you guys know that I just love California. Do I love every aspect of Los Angeles? No. But do I love sunshine? Do I love green juice? Do I love all that bullshit? Hell fucking yeah, I do. And so I just love, I always feel like when I'm coming back to California and when I'm going back to Chicago, I just feel so, so grateful and so blessed that I have such amazing family and relationships, friendships, just people in multiple cities. I'm like, wow, how lucky am I that I can go back and forth between two major cities that I love in different ways and have like awesome fucking people to get to go see. And my best mood, honestly, is that one of them is my boyfriend who I haven't seen in a long time. And that's okay. (laughs) I'm a loser. It's okay. So my worst mood, I have to say, is a little like another kind of like random, I guess this week's best and worst are just like a little more random. My worst mood is that you guys know that I'm renting out my house in Los Angeles, California, because I don't need it right now. A family friend is renting it out, and I'm more than happy to be doing that for them. And 
I just have never obviously been to California without living here. I've lived here for like over eight years and that's totally fine. I don't need a house to come back and forth to, but oh my God, my worst mood is I have serious issues like asking and receiving help. Like the fact that I have to stay with people and like intrude on people and impose, like I am such a people pleaser. I'm such a nurturer, a caregiver. And I hate that like I am not in the control position of like, how can I help you? What can I do? And like, I I just, I don't like asking people to help me. I don't like asking for favors. I like to really, really keep my head down and just like live my life and then show up for people when I need to. But I don't, I'm not comfortable asking people to like show up for me. So this has been like a really big like learning experience because like obviously I needed to come to California to see my boyfriend, but I'm like, oh, where do I stay? That's silly to waste money when I have so many like wonderful people that would love for me to stay with them. And it's just like, I don't like know almost like how to function. I'm like buying blankets and flowers and being like, I'm so sorry, what can I do? And it's just like, it it just stresses me out a little bit being in other people's space and taking up space in other people's lives. I would, I, I, I hate feeling like a burden to other people. I think there's definitely a lot of underlying fear and worthiness related to that and this is just a very very small and silly example of that so if you can relate to that let me know because I know it's like super random and neurotic but I feel as though it's worth mentioning you guys hear me talk about Sakara all the time and it's a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness starting with you and what you eat Their organic ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to minimize your sugar cravings, boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. Also, everything tastes really, really, really good. So if you're not someone that's used to eating like so much plant-based and stuff like that, trust me, it still is really filling and tastes amazing. Sakara's chef-crafted breakfasts, lunch, dinners are all backed by cutting-edge nutrition science to boost your health and stoke your glow, and it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S., Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. And you can experience their best-selling Metabolism Super Powder and Metabolism Super Bar, that one I ate yesterday, to control sugar cravings, reduce bloating, boost energy, and reduce fatigue. Literally packing the Metabolism Bar, uh, Detox Bar, and Beauty Bar were like the most genius things I did for this trip. I just feel like I have my life together when like in reality I just am obsessed with Sakara, but it helps. Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, the New York Times, and like I always say, me, because (laughs) Vogue who, you know? And right now, Sakara is offering my listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash mood or enter code mood at checkout. I'm not lying. I use my own code. Is that allowed? That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash mood to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash mood. Obviously, packing my bars were a total mood booster. And I have to say, like, genuinely just taking the time to really pack and pack well and not just be like a total hot mess was such a mood booster. I just feel like I kind of almost like Marie Kondo'd it where I was like, okay, does this bring me joy? Like, am I going to feel happy? Like, I didn't like totally like woo-woo do it, but I genuinely was like, I'm not going to be trying... I'm not going to try to be anything I'm not. I know what I like to wear. It's t-shirts, it's tank tops, it's basics, it's some jeans, it's some sweats. Let me just make sure I have a lot of things that are going to make me happy and feel comfortable. I have all my skincare, just like everything I feel like I genuinely need. And the reason I say that that's a mood booster is because it's really like, 
I feel like a lot of times when you go on trips or you go on vacations or you're like, you're just getting ready for stuff that is either important or whatever. You just are like, okay, what do, what do I want to look like? Whatever. And I really went into it with like, how do I want to feel? I want to feel happy. I want to feel confident. I want to feel comfortable. And it's just such a different way, like as a woman to kind of like get yourself ready and get yourself prepared and get yourself organized, obviously, especially when you're going on a trip. And it really like boosted my mood. I've had to un- like open my suitcase twice since I was at a friend's house. Now I'm at the my boyfriend's family's house. And every time it's just like such a mood booster being like, wow, like look at how I packed. Like this is all clothes that, uh, I have no problem wearing. I don't feel like insecure. Like, Oh my God, I'm trying too hard or I didn't pack fancy enough. Like I just feel like I did such a good organized, well-rounded job. And I feel like I can really take care of myself and be my best self while traveling, which another reason it's a mood booster is because that's like really, really hard for me. I get like really, really anxious when I travel. I feel like I'm kind of all out of sorts. I'm not in my own environment. I don't have all my things. And so I just have to say that that's like a mood booster. Maybe think about that time the next time you're packing, like just be true to who you are and pack stuff that's going to make you feel your best self and be happy. My next booster is whipping back out that motherfucking Kindle and iPad. I don't know what it is about traveling that just like gets me back on the iPad train, but also I've been whipping back out the iPad. I really have just been taking time to like read during the day and read different kinds of books. So I downloaded a bunch before the plane. I finished the lines then, which I told you guys about, and I actually really, really liked it. And I don't even want to hear someone like recommending a book. Like it boosts my mood. I'm like, oh my God, like I just can't believe we have books. Like they're so amazing. It's like, you're always looking at the TV and you're like, ugh, there's nothing to watch and it's like hello get a kindle what are you doing with your life and then with my ipad i just feel like i'm in my like little hole i've talked about this on the podcast so many times like i just feel like i'm in my little nook and i'm in my little safe space i scroll on the news i scroll on youtube i watch tv i just feel like i'm in my own little environment so those are two just must have that i always tell you guys about mood boosters especially for traveling and then my final mood booster is just really being honest and vulnerable with the people in my life and remembering and reminding myself to take everything one day at a time, not letting myself spiral, really just trying to practice all of the tools that make me and allow me to be the best version of myself. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed and stressed, making sure I talk about it with my therapist and making sure I'm telling my friends how I'm really feeling so they can give me sage advice, even when it's tough love. Like my mom even gave me tough love the other day. She was like, Lauren, like stop, like you just need to grow up. Like that's when I know I'm like, okay, like I'm clearly just being like anxious and ridiculous because like my mom was the first person to completely empathize and be compassionate about my anxiety. But she also knows when I'm being like a dumb little bitch, you know? And so taking everything one day at a time and being honest and open about how I'm feeling so that it doesn't turn into a resentment. It doesn't build and bubble up into something bigger, just living authentically and feeling my feelings, but also being open to change course, change how I feel, be vulnerable and take care of myself so I can better myself has really been just a small but mighty mood booster. Okay, guys, enough about me because I've had a travel week. There's just a lot going on. I'm so excited to talk to you guys next week because I will still be traveling and be podcasting from somewhere I've never podcasted from before, a place I've weirdly never been. So I'm excited to update you guys on all of that and hopefully keep boosting my mood, keep feeling great. And I hope you guys are all having an amazing week rocking your mood merch. You guys are literally the ultimate mood boosters. It's actually out of control. It brings the biggest smile to my face. So thank you so much. You can always tag me at at mood with Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram and you can still shop shop laurenelizabeth.com and here is the amazing lily
Well, let's just jump into it before we start having amazing conversation. And I'm just so like, like I said, I am so excited to have you on. We have so much to get into. Um, you are just this incredible resource for women everywhere and helping them become their best selves while also dating at the same time. I was literally in the car. I'm in my um, boyfriend's closet right now, which is ironic because we're going to talk about dating. But my friend was literally talking. She was like, I never want to date again. My cousin's like, I never want to date again. It's like anxiety and it's work and I don't know how to do it. And I was just like, oh my God, you guys are all driving me absolutely crazy. Like they're driving me nuts at this point. And mm. it's like, I feel them and I hear them, but it's like, it's so funny because at the end of the day, like we do all want like that ideal relationship and partner and love and all that stuff. But dating can be to a lot of girls, including myself at very many points in my life a nightmare. And so that's why we need your expertise and just everything that you bring to the table is incredible. And we need to soak it all up. Thank you so much for having me. I'm obsessed with the pod, with you. I'm thrilled to be here. And I think as as I came and like set an intention for our recording, I thought about the single women who will be listening. Mm. And I thought about how they might be feeling right now, right? We live in a patriarchal world that tells women that they're more valuable when they are in a romantic relationship. Dating apps suck. (laughs) My friends will be glad to hear you say that. Well, they are a a good resource, a good tool, but like ultimately we can get into, if you want, like how they were built like slot machines, they weren't actually Mm. built to foster genuine connection. Mm. And so people feel, I think that single women specifically feel gaslit so much of the time be cut from the thoughts like I'm a feminist. I shouldn't want to be in a relationship this much, or I, all my friends are married and I'm the only single person. And I feel like a loser because I have to be dating and it's not, I have everything else in my life figured out, but this is the one area that isn't figured out. So I've just been thinking about them and really like brought the intention to bring them hope and joy today by talking Mm. to you. Um, And I'm excited to get all into it. I mean, I love it. I love how you set an intention. I actually, that's one thing I did notice on your website was that like, there's like meditation resources and kind of like that almost like a manifesting vibe. And I do really love that. And I think like the main thing, you know, like the way you kind of, I guess, brand yourself too, is how to build a feminist dating life. Right. And I really want to know before we dive into everything, like, what does that exactly mean to you? Like, what is why is building a feminist dating life more important than just being a dating coach, right? Like what is this kind of, what does feminism mean to this specifically for you? Yeah. So I started my career in the feminist nonprofit advocacy space. So my heart has always been the well-being of women and girls. And so when I like took a really sharp left turn, moved to New York to pursue this like different dream of being in musical theater many years ago. I had like 15 jobs and I was, uh, I was a balloon hat maker at Senior Frogs in Times Square. I know I made penis. Oh my God. I was a nanny. I was a preschool teacher, like all these things. And I found myself randomly at this matchmaking firm, right? Mm. Like they were looking for young women to be their matchmakers. And I thought this will be a funny story. Um, <laughs> and so I dove in cause I fancy myself pretty emotionally intelligent and like a great listener. And I wanted to make connections. So I became like the third most successful out of 160 matchmakers at that oh, firm. Wow. Yeah. And I was like setting dates up, like nobody's hundreds of dates, thousands of conversations, vetting people for my clients. 
And I saw that I saw the dating industry and I heard dating coaches, I heard other matchmakers and I heard this advice over and over and over again. And I was, you know, from the deep South. So I had heard this advice too, like you're too picky. Mm. Are you really sure that you can trust yourself? Are you really sure you know what you want? You should just like play the numbers game and keep going out on dates because you quote, never know. Right. And I saw that advice, like driving women into the ground. Mm. And so uh, as I was setting up dates, I was also in this really toxic romantic relationship with this guy I met on Bumble. (laughs) And I remember, oh, it was like such a, such a movie moment of like, I was in this terrible relationship, like crying, begging him to be in the kind of relationship be committed. Like I wanted. And then 10 minutes later, I would take a call with a matchmaking client and be like, you deserve so much better. Let's get you out on some great dates. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I knew that like, I needed to find a solution for myself when I found the courage to leave that relationship. I need a solution that was built on my terms, Mm -hmm. right? So that's what a feminist dating life is to me. It's like, what is a dating life that is so you that you attract the person, the right person, because you are being just full out like you. And that also prioritizes your self-care and your boundaries and your needs and your preferences because the conventional dating wisdom that comes from well-meaning friends and family that comes from, you know, presiding dating coaches and dating experts, like the million dollar matchmaker that comes (laughs) from maybe even your therapist who's like, are you just go out on some more dates? Maybe. Yeah, literally. Oh my God. So I felt so compelled to build the solution that I needed at the time. And it meant getting beneath the surface of my checklist to the essence of what I wanted and really giving myself permission to want what I wanted. And that work led to me feeling great being single and then meeting the love of my life and has since meant like, Yes. And has since met helping hundreds of women around the world build dating lives full of agency and self-care and boundaries and worthiness. Like that's my deep why. So when you got out of that toxic relationship, I always find it so interesting because like a lot of people, when they have this like really transformative moment that leads to obviously like helping other people with their story. And, you know, I feel like it almost makes you like an expert, right, too, just in its own right, because it's like you've gone through the shit, you know, like, you know what you're talking about. What was like kind of your like steps to figuring out? Because I'm sure when you get women to come to you, like, do they even know their boundaries? Do they even know their needs? Like, I feel like it's these conversations we've just been starting to have. And it's like, you obviously had to figure that out for yourself first and then help other women figure it out. Like, was one more difficult than the other? Did you do both simultaneously? You know what I mean? My God, it's such a both and, right? Because I think as a woman building this business, as a woman in this relationship, I'm planning a wedding for next year with me and Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, So I'm still learning how to more fully step into my boundaries. So that's the both Mm -hmm. and of I get to live my own breakthrough while I help other single women live their breakthrough just at a different moment of their journey. So Mm. for me, I knew when I was in that toxic relationship that something was deeply wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Like I knew when, I mean, I, I struggle with this story really honestly, Lauren, because it's such a traumatic moment. And it is like, I really resonate with women who have been through a traumatic you know, emotionally abusive, almost relationship. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in Paris with him, right? Like we were going full on relationship territory and like being in Paris and like 
he expressed, I can't be, I can't be in a committed relationship as we're sitting at a table in Paris. Like, I just want my boyfriend to love me. And Okay. The fact that like, you've already told me the happy ending is like literally the only thing keeping me sane right now, because like, or else I'd be going absolutely batshit crazy. Cause like, that's fucking insane. Oh, it, <laughs> it was wild. I was like, my this is this trip is all on a credit card. You know what I'm saying? Like I, this, <laughs> it's all, this feels like the worst low moment. So one hundred percent. So coming into like this does not feel. This doesn't feel aligned for me, right? So mm-hmm. I think that for mm-hmm. a lot of women that I speak to, they don't know exactly what boundary they need to set, but they know what they're going through right now does not feel aligned. Yes. So it's that because a lot of women, they say like, my picker is broken or I just don't pick the right guys. But I, 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 we do so many deep conversations. I ask them so many questions. It's not that you don't know what your intuition is telling you. Mm -hmm. It's that you don't yet have the self-trust to act on it. Mm -hmm. So, so I think that it was difficult for me to like break up and come into my own boundaries and my own like no best no and best yes mm-hmm. and i know now after going through that fiery hell scape of the situation how to see women who are accepting less and how to help them realize what they need to ask for moving forward based on what they deeply want and need does that make sense a hundred percent i mean i think i'm also just like so fascinated by it too like similarly similarly to you is like you know, going from a place of like this kind of like emotionally toxic relationship. And I was like that person that didn't even know that I was supposed to have needs. I didn't know, like I genuinely was so deeply confused when my therapist like said it to me. And so it's just so interesting now knowing that like that is allowed. And I think I really, what resonates with me too is the word self-trust because we hear self-care a lot and we hear confidence a lot, but self-trust, I feel like I, I don't hear quite as frequently, but it's, it's sticking with me in a sense of that's really interesting. Like how does, how do people even go about, like, you know what I mean? Like if I had to say, you need to develop self-trust, I I think it's an incredible word and it's triggering me in such a positive way, but I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, I love that that's something because you say too, I just even saw on your Instagram, you said when you invest in a clear path forward, you attract more of what you desire because you talk all about like creating this clear path to the best relationship of your life and loving yourself in the process. And so it's all clearly coming from you. Right. And I feel like that's probably where the self-trust comes in. Mm-hmm. And, and Am I on the right track? Absolutely. You're making so much, you're, you're weaving it together beautifully. And, and when you say me, I want to also just reaffirm it's, it's the person dating. It's not mm-hmm. Lily, it's not Lily Womble, you know, founder and CEO of Date Brazen Dating Coach, who's going to help you, you know, like unlock the key to you feeling mm-hmm. your best. It's like, I have, I have a lot of tools and a lot of expertise that you can bring into your own arsenal of tools so mm-hmm. that you can then date and find love on your own terms. Cause like I saw that matchmaking only worked for like 5% of clientele and it was really wow. expensive. And I then saw that so many more of my clients find love on their own terms because they have these tools. So many more of my clients, like they move across the country because they fucking wanted to, right? Can I curse? 
<laughs> I mean, absolutely. Right, right. <laughs> so like, like the courage that comes with the self-trust is so impactful. Okay. And you ask, like, I don't even fucking know how to start doing self-trust. Here's how. So it all starts with self-compassion mm-hmm. because I think that so many women are struggling with, ang- I struggle with anxiety. I struggle yep. with, you know, depression and so much of my life was spent pushing that away mm. and saying, I shouldn't feel this, the shouldn't ting myself. I shouldn't feel this way. I should be grateful. And that's it. I shouldn't be miserable. I shouldn't feel less than because I don't have a relationship. I shouldn't feel. And self-compassion says, Hey, of course you feel this way. Mm. Of course you are struggling. Of course you have a really complicated context and you've been through traumatic and like experiences. And of course you need support right now, right? Do you feel the difference in that energy and yeah. that slow down? I mean, I, it's, you know, it's so funny. I, especially last year, we always got into these conversations on the podcast about shooting yourself. Like I should do this. I should do that. And I never even realized that there's also that total opposite of shouldn't in yourself. I like, you know, we talk so much about shooting yourself on the podcast. I never even thought about shouldn't. And what comes up for me too is you would never say that to a friend, right? Like, oh, yeah. well, I shouldn't da da da. You'd be like, Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Like, how can I support you? And it's like, people forget to, you know, have like empathy and compassion, like for themselves and like be kind to themselves and like, Oh, I'm having a bad day. I, sh- I shouldn't be having a bad day. Da da. It's being like, you know what? It's okay. Like, Let's see what next steps there are. And I think I kind of get that, honestly, a lot more like with the self-trust and self-compassion, like in my like anxiety and like mental health and kind of like more like routine. But how does that kind of then translate to dating? Because it's almost like I have all these tools to be the best version of myself and kind of, you know, I've become a lot more courageous and confident. But now that I'm, you know, being vulnerable again and letting my walls down It's all the anxieties. It's just a different mask that it puts on, you know, like they're all coming back. I'm insecure. You know, at least I have some tools to help me like calm myself down. But am I not being self-compassionate? Like I'm always thinking like maybe I'm actually not being self-compassionate when it comes to my anxieties about dating. Quick break to talk to you guys about article. If there are two rooms in your home that deserve a refresh after the last year, it's the bedroom and the home office. We all know that. And with Article's perennial favorite Sven collection expanding to the bedroom with a new Sven bed, a slate of sleek modern desks with ingenious extra storage, options like the fan toll, and so much more, you guys, this isn't just refreshing, it's downright exhilarating. If you guys don't know what Article is, you're living under a rock because Article is the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. They combine the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shop of shopping online articles team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces quality materials and durable construction i'm one of articles biggest fans it literally takes all of the stress out about shopping for furniture because you know you're getting incredible quality but you know you're getting fair prices you literally save up to 30% over traditional retail prices because Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. So that means there's no showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups, but it doesn't affect the quality of the furniture. Trust me, you have to like believe it to see it. And you will because they have fast, affordable shipping available across the USA and Canada, and it's free on orders over $999. 
So go check it out. Article is offering my listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Go to article.com slash mood and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash mood to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. You will not regret it. Everything I own almost is from Article and I use my own discount code. So thank you, Article. Back to the podcast. Yeah, and I think that that's so relatable. First of all, Lauren, thank you for sharing. And I think that it's self-compassion plus knowledge of what you deeply want. Mm. So the self-trust can come in when I sit down with my clients and I'm like, we're going to discover what your essence-based preferences are. So, So many people walk into a dating context with a checklist and like a list. And I think that that's sort of armor sort of like if you went to this kind of school and you're this height and you have the, if you're kind on a base level, then let's go out. But what really transforms people's love lives is knowing how you want to feel in the right relationship mm-hmm. and trusting and trusting that your feelings are valid and that your desires are valid. So many people struggle with like allowing themselves to want the bigness of what they want. Mm-hmm. Right, allowing yourself to, we've been, I I've been conditioned as a woman. I'm going to speak for other women. I think we've been conditioned to want less, to take up less space, yep. to ask for less from others, to care, give for others all the time. And so this work is really radical because it is about centering your desires in your love life. So when you can send even you in a relationship now, like sitting down and asking yourself, how do I want to feel here? Mm-hmm. What sort of values make me come alive when somebody else has them? What sort of personality traits? What what would make me come alive across the table? Or what does make me come alive across the table? And then any feeling that feels out of alignment with how I want to feel is an opportunity for self-compassion and a boundary. Mm, Okay. Either with yourself and your own brain and saying, hey, I hear you thinking a thought that you're not, you're actually not worthy of being supported right now. I forgive you for thinking that. I'm sorry you're going through this. And we get to choose again, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or a boundary with somebody else, maybe with a partner, maybe with a new date, maybe with a family member who's like talking at you about what you should be doing in your dating (laughs) life, right? Like notice, knowing how you want to feel, knowing what you want to attract, and then recognizing when you don't feel those things and then setting a boundary to get back in alignment. That's what builds self-trust and, and self-compassion is like woven throughout that process. I mean, I absolutely love that. And I feel like setting boundaries becomes a little more easy when you really believe in them. And I think it's like crucial what you're describing is like that pre-work, right. Of like really getting to know what you want to feel and your values, because that's where that confidence of like, I'm making the right decision. Cause I feel like with women and, you know, even all my friends, it's like, well, this is how I feel. And I don't want to feel this way, but should I, and obviously we don't say the words like set the boundary. I mean, I, I do, obviously I have a freaking podcast about mental health. I'm like, you deserve to have boundaries. Like I literally sent that text probably two hours ago to a friend. Like <laughs> I know, right. Okay. Snaps, but she's just like, you know, I don't, I mean, should I do this? Like, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but like, I feel this way. And it's just so interesting because it's like, we, we know how we feel, but we lose that confidence to actually like make the decision and put up the boundary because we yeah. don't want to hurt other people but we're hurting on the inside. And I think that, you know, and then at the same time, so many women complain about guys and it's like, they have no problem hurting us not to be like, you know, kind of 
like bitchy about it, but I mean, I don't think they overthink how our feelings too often at least. Oh my God. Well, there are men that do. And there are men, like I would count my partner as one of them, but I didn't know that someone like him existed. Like truly, I didn't know. Oh, I've been getting told, Lauren, it's just that you're in a normal relationship now. Like this is just healthy because I'm so confused sometimes. Like I, because I didn't know it was a thing, right? Like this is all new information. This is all new experiences to me. But obviously that's like, you know, like when you meet the love of your life, it's like this connection that's crazy and new and then there's you know all my friends going out on hinge dates that are like I don't even know if he gives a shit right right it's so hard and I think that one thing that we taught that I love to help women with is like how to set up a strategy to qualify the right people and disqualify the wrong people before you even meet them Mm. so like when you know what you want on an essence-based level you can then know what questions to ask someone to gauge whether or not they're the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. So, so in that way, like really allowing somebody like Dr. Maya Angelou said to show, like when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that questions like I encourage my clients to start out a hinge conversation or a bumble conversation with like, Hey Ben, what's bringing you joy this week? <laughs> yeah. Like truly, because that barrier to entry is going to like people who aren't intentional, 33% of people on dating apps will never go on a date from that platform. So you need to weed out people who aren't intentional from the get-go. So like what's bringing you joy lately? Only people who know what's bringing them joy will answer. Oh my (laughs) God, yes. Only people who actually want to get in a real conversation will answer. And then you can go on to like a, a flow of conversation. But I would also say that I want to reference, go back to boundaries for a second and talk about Brene Brown, the queen, you know? Oh and, my God. I mean, we just have to say clear is kind, unclear <laughs> is unkind. Ooh. So this idea yes. of people pleasing, and if I set a boundary, is it going to hurt their feelings or is, am I going to, well, first of all, you're not responsible how anybody else feels. Mm-hmm. That's emotional labor that so many people are doing that is like unnecessary and you're making yourself comfortable. So actually clear is kind. When you're clear with somebody, you're being kind to both yourself and them. And that reframe like changed my life. Wow. Yeah. It's a, you know, I, I, I love that because like, I kind of tried to word it earlier today of like, honesty is the best policy, (laughs) you know? And it's like, (laughs) I, I, I much rather that the clear is kind. I I think that's more uh, intentional, dare I say, but no, I love it. And I think that like, you know, boundaries can be like really scary setting them. And I think that this is such like an incredible way to start being confident in them, especially when it comes to dating and obviously dating's relationships and that filters into other relationships. Cause it's all like, you know, a lot of our triggers and anxieties, like, yeah, they, they vary, but I think there's like clear patterns that we can like relate into other stuff. So I feel like what I love about how you approach like your business and helping women truly is that like, you're giving them just like an emotional intelligence foundation too. And of course it's going to help their dating life because when you focus on yourself, everything else starts coming together. And I I keep hearing you say stuff like intention and really like getting clear and stuff. So how does that kind of like spiritual side of like manifesting, being intentional, like meditation, how does that kind of come into uh, what you practice? Yeah. So I think it's all about grounding. It's all about, and also it's about treating your nervous system with care. 
so that mm-hmm. then you can be grounded enough to attract the kind of human, magnetize the kind of human that you desire to be with. Because I think for so long, I believed that I was too much, too intense, too sensitive, too emotional, too... Um, and I'm so sorry, Lauren, about the backing up of a truck right now. Mm, you're, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was so worried about being too much that I ended up attracting men who thought I was too much. Because oh. I was so focused on don't be too much, don't be too much, don't be too much, don't be too much. I was hiding and I ended up attracting people who literally broke up with me saying you're too much, I don't want to be with you. Like truly horrible. <laughs> Oh my God. And I, we, like, can, I can laugh about it now. At the time I was like, there's the confirmation. There's the confirmation. I <laughs> too much. But really it was that I wasn't yet allowing myself to trust that mm. I was exactly who I needed to be, that I was uniquely qualified for the love of my life by showing up fully. And so I think that this like meditation work, this manifestation work, I'm not so much in the manifestation world. I would, mm-hmm. I would call it as like tension setting and like grounding in your own nervous system. Mm. Because so many people are operating from this freneticism in their dating life. And that I believe only attracts like attracts like, I think in that way. Yeah, definitely. And so I have like a future self meditation in my podcast, like a future date meditation, like really visualizing how do you want to feel on the right third date on the right in the right relationship mm. and speaking to where you're at right now with this new ish relationship and that it's feeling good and that you said you're feeling confused by it our brains like well-worn paths yeah so if your brain is used to accepting less if your brain is used to being with people who treat you like shit then when you're treated well it's like being in the woods without a trail, without a guide. And you're like, I'm lost (laughs) and freaking out. And where's one? And am I going to survive this? And is this right? Should it feel this way? But really it's your brain trying to protect you because it doesn't know what, she doesn't know what she's doing yet. And that's okay. And that's where like compassion can really like come in and say like, you're growing, you're here. It's enough. Well, it's so funny, too, because one of the questions I was going to ask you, because like, of course, there's going to be, you know, we're both in relationships and then there's going to be people listening that are like, oh, my God, this is such amazing advice. But like I'm already in a relationship. And, you know, I of course, I want to give all away the good advice to my friends. But like, wait, how does this affect me? You know, like, give me a little something, something. And I think it's like, how does this then and like, how do you work with? Because I feel like the reason I attracted this relationship is because I genuinely started trusting myself and being compassionate to myself and focusing on myself. Like that's why this happened, you know, and I had full trust and I just took my life one day at a time and attracted this. And of course, now, like you said, now that I have it, I'm like, wait, what? Like, what am I supposed (laughs) to do with this? Like, I've never done this before. So it's kind of almost like a combination of what we just, you know, talked about, but also what is that kind of like advice of all of these incredible things that build these women's foundation that you help? How does this then apply to women already in a relationship looking to make their relationship more special, more connected, better? Like, you know, is there ever like a point for you where you're like, no, you just got to get out of the relationship. Like there's, there, there's no, it's not going to work. Like how does this all relate to those people? Oh my God. Well, I think that building this foundation, my clients, um, who get into relationships soon after working together, they're like, Oh my God, I would have had to do this work no matter what. Cause now I'm in the relationship Mm. and the work of 
understanding your deeper essence-based preferences, the work of learning how to set clear and kind boundaries, the work of how to be courageously communicative all relates to being in the best relationship of your life. So for any listener who's like in a relationship right now, I would say like, write down your essence-based preferences, like Mm. go back to the basics a little bit. If you're feeling any sort of out of alignment in your relationship or in your relational life right now, go back to how you want to feel. And then I love to say, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. So, so many people, when they're in the relationship, they're afraid to say what they really want. They're afraid to be radically honest. They're afraid to say, Hey, you hurt my feelings two months ago. And I've been holding back on telling you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so I think coming back to like the mantra of, I can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Like for example, okay. I got into this relationship with Chris, my partner and fiance, and I was still not over my ex. And it was messy. It was messy in my brain and in my emotional life because I was like still still asking myself, how could I, my self-trust was sort of shot at that point because I was like, how could I have let myself be in that toxic romantic relationship, right? And so when Mm. I found Chris, it felt like such a shock to my nervous system because he was so kind and gentle and supportive and affirming. And so when I, like months into the relationship, I was still fucking talking about my ex with like complaining, like talking about, I I still don't understand this because I'm a verbal processor. And a couple months in, he was able to say to me, hey, Lily, I actually want to set a boundary here because I don't, I don't want to talk about your ex and I love you and I want you to heal. And I just need to talk about something else now. And it was so shocking to have somebody like not break up with me because of that, but set a boundary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, oh shit, this is what it means. You can't say the wrong thing to the right person because in another kind of relationship, I would have been saying the quote wrong things all the time by talking about my ex, you know? Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I think I I might've even seen that on your Instagram too. And it kind of like, it almost is such a great mantra too for like the second part that we are talking about of when you're in the relationship, because it almost feels like after you've been in a toxic relationship or just maybe like not a great one, you almost feel like undeserving of being in the good one. And you're like, is this too good to be true? Like, how am I going to keep this up? Like, do I really deserve this? Like, I don't know how I'm going to, whatever. And then you think like, well, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. And then it's like, okay, well then it almost gives me self-trust of like, you know what? Like I'm going to keep working on myself. And like, if I do say something, like I don't have to have the fear of losing someone because if I lose them, it clearly means they were the wrong person. And I think that goes for all the relationships in life. I mean, I know people have been dealing with a lot of like friendship things and just like, okay, the past year and a half, two years been absolutely nuts. And I think it's, I love how it just kind of like affirms that, like thing we've been talking about of just like really being confident and courageous and like knowing because then you don't have regrets. Like you're like, I believe in what I said. I believe in what I showed up as. So even though you don't like it, I don't really, it doesn't affect me because like, that's what I like. That's the truest form of me. And I'm proud of that person. So take it or leave it. Like that's where I think is like the most important part for like girls to get. And it relates with job. Like imagine it's like going on a job interview, right? Yeah. No one's as nerve. No one's like, no one has as much fear for that. Like, of course it causes stress and anxiety, but it's like, it doesn't necessarily always feel like heartbreak. Let me tell you, I was fucking miserable for quite a few months. Okay. 
Oh, it's so hard. And I think it it's okay to have complicated, hard feelings. And like feelings are meant to be felt is another piece of this is like, mm. you probably will have complicated, hard feelings in the relationship that you're in. And mm-hmm. if you stand for what you want and share what you want boldly, and you trust that the other person is asking for what they want too, and you're like mm-hmm. co-creating your support system together and co-creating the dynamic in a way that doesn't burden you with all the emotional labor, then Mm -hmm. I think that that's the hallmark of a great relationship is like, if you're both committed to co-creating support for each other and honesty with each other, um, because I've also been in relationships where I did all the emotional labor, right. As the emotional intelligent woman in the relationship. Right. And so I think that's a a call to action too, for anybody who feels like burdened on like really burdened by the emotional in a relationship. Like take a look at that, be curious about it. Um, and the thing that I love to say always, which goes into sort of the spiritual side of the brazen process is what is meant for you will not pass you by. Right. So like you are in, you're in your flow. You are the oldest and wisest you've ever been right now. And, uh, what is meant for you will not pass you by. So that gives me a lot of peace because mm. I know that, you know, make, getting the, having the decision, making the decision to get married is a big one, you know? And I just feel so in alignment with like the flow of, I trust myself to make the right decisions for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what I'd say to anybody in a relationship is like, build a self-compassion, like sit down with yourself, ask yourself what you really want and have conversations to co-create support with your partner. I literally absolutely am obsessed with you. You are like a certified mood booster, like top tier. It, it absolutely incredible. Like seriously, everyone needs to go follow you. And I know you have like courses and like all this stuff. So explain to everyone like how they can keep going on this journey. Yes. Thank you, Lauren. I'm obsessed with you. I'm so glad to be here and uh, already obsessed with your listeners. So, okay. So if you want to make your dating life feel like an act of self-care, um, there's my, my podcast, the date brazen podcast, which you can listen to anywhere. There's my Instagram at date brazen. Um, and you can get this like three-step guide to make your dating life feel like self-care on my Instagram or on my website, datebrazen.com. Um, my, the way that I work with people is through my program, the brazen breakthrough, which we're open quarterly. And Lauren, it's like, the most badass small group of women from around the world who are moving their dating lives forward together. It's like my mood booster. Um, because I get to, I get to coach these women who are like working at Planned Parenthood and like kicking ass on city council around the country and like a DEI expert in, you know, in, in DC and the Bronx that like these women are incredible and I get to work with them and I feel so incredibly lucky to help them figure out this part of their life in a way that is filled with agency. Mm. I mean, that's freaking epic. And if you guys like need more, just look at all the testimonials on her website. That's like, that was a mood booster for me too. Just like reading all of them. I was like, yes, girl. Yes, girl. It's so good. So thank you so, so, so much for coming on mood. Don't be surprised if we have to have you back. So you guys make sure to Go on Instagram. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you need more advice, need us to get into something else because I will stalk Lily for all of you. Don't worry. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lauren.
Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and I will talk to you guys next week. But hey, in the meantime, why don't you give this podcast five stars? You know, leave a kind review in the podcast uh, store while you're at it. I mean, if you must. And follow us on Instagram at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm at Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram, and I will talk to you guys next Wednesday. Bye.